You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. When it comes to Syria, Russia seems to be following the cyber ops template established in Ukraine. Hezbollah says it's compromised Israeli security cameras. Authorities look for a way to combat ransomware as the XBOT shows a convergence between banking malware and extortion. We take a quick look at insurance, the IoT, and Shodan. The issues at stake in the FBI-Apple dispute come into sharper focus, and John McAfee says he's prepared to ride to the rescue. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Monday, February 22, 2016. Russian support for the Assad regime in Syria's civil war strikes observers as following patterns developed in Russia's incursions into Ukraine. Specifically, Russian forces are conducting a widespread cyber espionage campaign against the various groups, including, of course, ISIS, who are aligned with Assad. They're also working to shape information on humanitarian disasters in Syria and to cloak, as much as possible, the extent of direct Russian intervention. Hezbollah's Kadman hacking unit claims it's compromised a number of networked Israeli security cameras. Hezbollah is a Shia group aligned with Iran. Israeli authorities haven't confirmed the compromise, but the claim is being widely reported in the Israeli press. Joomla has joined WordPress as a target for ransomware purveyors. The actors are thought to be the same group behind the ad media campaign that's afflicted WordPress sites. The number of infections observed in Joomla is smaller than seen in WordPress, but Joomla has a smaller base, and the infection rate is proportional to the size of that base. Rackspace, Sukuri, Malwarebytes, and Heimdall have been tracking the related campaigns. The $17,000 Hollywood Presbyterian paid to cyber extortionists last week continues to draw more sympathy than criticism. Other medical centers come forward to describe their own experiences with ransomware. Federal law enforcement agencies continue to grapple with an approach to this form of crime, even as the Android Xbot Trojan Palo Alto described last week shows a dismaying convergence between ransomware and credential harvesting. Several experts offer advice on surviving a ransomware attack. The first step in every set of recommendations is to regularly, frequently, and securely back up your data. The JSF asterisk bug checkpoint disclosed in eBay two weeks ago is now being exploited in the wild. The online auction site's attempts to close the cross-site scripting vulnerability appear so far to have been less than fully successful. In industry news, as businesses increasingly turn to cyber insurance as a way of transferring risk, they would be well advised to read their policies carefully – A New York state court found that the owners of several upstate Five Guys restaurants had a policy that specifically excluded electronic data from its coverage. 
For their part, insurers are looking for sources of better actuarial data to help manage all forms of risk. Some of them see the Internet of Things as a potential mine of such data. We spoke with University of Maryland's Joe Kerrigan about getting data from the IoT and specifically about the Shodan search tool. We'll hear from him after the break. The dispute between Apple and the Department of Justice over the FBI's request for assistance in unlocking an iPhone used by the San Bernardino jihadists continues to dominate cyber news. It's emerging that a San Bernardino County IT staffer reset the iPhone's iCloud credentials within hours of its seizure. The Justice Department acknowledged as much in its filing, quote, The owner, San Bernardino County Department of Public Health, in an attempt to gain access to some information in the hours after the attack, was able to reset the password remotely, but that had the effect of eliminating the possibility of an auto-backup, end quote. The county says this was done at the FBI's request, and Apple points out that, had they not done so, there's a good chance they would have been able to recover data that had been backed up to iCloud. Both FBI Director Comey and Apple head Cook continue their dispute in public. Comey denies asking for a backdoor, saying the Bureau wants access to one device and one device only. The Department of Justice suggested Friday that Apple is in fact more concerned with marketing than privacy. The company's refusal to comply, Justice said, quote, appears to be based on its concerns for its business model and public brand marketing strategy, end quote. For its part, Apple has said that Justice is asking for things, quote, not even China, end quote, has asked for, and CEO Tim Cook sent Apple employees an email early this morning in which he outlined the company's position and called for a national commission on technology and intelligence gathering. Both sides to the dispute have their partisans and reactions are mixed. The tech industry generally, although not unanimously, sides with Apple. The general public tends to show more sympathy for the FBI. Among pundits, there's an interesting contrast between Lawfare and The Atlantic. Lawfare thinks Apple's off-base, going so far as to suggest some points of similarity between the company's stance in favor of privacy and Big Tobacco's invocation of civil liberties and its pushback against health concerns. But an opinion piece in The Atlantic isn't convinced by Lawfare and thinks the FBI is crying wolf. After all, The Atlantic says, murders were successfully investigated long before there were phones. Antivirus pioneer and libertarian presidential candidate John McAfee is generally sympathetic to Apple, but he thinks he has a middle way he can offer. I will, the security legend says, free of charge, decrypt the information on the San Bernardino phone with my team. That team is the community of hackers McAfee knows at DEF CON and elsewhere. McAfee goes on, we will primarily use social engineering and it will take us three weeks. How in principle this problem might be socially engineered is unspecified, but McAfee says, I would eat my shoe on the Neil Cavuto show if we could not break the encryption on the San Bernardino phone. We wish him success, but we have to ask, why Neil Cavuto? Neil Cavuto's fine, but was Maria Bartiromo unavailable? Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps. 
upkeep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Joining me is Joe Kerrigan from the Johns Hopkins Information Security Institute. They're one of our academic and research partners. Joe, uh, we have covered recently in the CyberWire uh, Shodan, which is the search engine of the Internet of Things, according to themselves. Their claim to fame, of course, is that you can log on there and you can find uh, unsecured baby monitors. Um, right. Tell us more about this. So it's it's a search engine where you can go out and find things that are on the Internet and available for you to connect to. I've spent some time looking at it. It's very interesting. There are other sites out there like it. There's one that's just dedicated to open webcams where you can log on or just not log on to anything. You just load the web page and it starts streaming out page after page of open webcams that have been found on the Internet. Um, yeah, I mean, there was the story about uh, the family whose uh, child came to them uh, saying that they had an imaginary friend. Right, yeah. And it and turned out it's somebody talking to him on the other end of a baby monitor. Right. Super creepy, right? Yeah, just, just, just a little bit. Um, so the lesson there obviously is when you get a new webcam. Password protect it or make sure that it can't be accessed from the internet or decide if that's really what you need. I've said this before and I continue to harp on it. You need to consider the size of your attack surface. Now baby monitors and webcams are one thing, but another thing you can find here is is SCADA information. SCADA devices on the internet, unprotected. These are industrial control systems uh, that is presumably running at some at some company that's controlling some system that's just available on the internet, and you can connect to it and see what see what it's doing. Potentially life threatening. Absolutely, and these vulnerabilities really need to be considered when when people are putting things on the internet. You really need to understand uh, how you should be securing these these devices, whatever they are. From the personal level all the way up to the industrial level, you need to understand the risk that you're exposing yourself to, and you need to understand how the, how the network traffic flows not only through the Internet but through your network and what the path is to your SCADA system. Joe Kerrigan, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. 
Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.